0: Welcome to the First Pick Podcast, your number one choice in sports podcasting. I'm your host, Maddox Miller, and this is the first ever episode of the FPP. Um. First off, I am not a professional in this field in any way, so I apologize if this is crap. <laughs> um... I just felt like doing this for fun because I love talking about sports and this is a good outlet. Uh, To lay some ground rules, basically, I, first off, am a Detroit Lions fan and a Michigan Wolverines fan. But on this podcast, I will try to refrain myself from hating on OSU and the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings and any team in the Big Ten. Um, This is mainly a football podcast, but I will discuss some basketball topics like we have something today of Victor Oladipo will not be attending the Orlando restart, which is very big news for the Indiana Pacers. But Luckily, the sports community is very active, specifically the football community has been very active recently with things like the signing of Cam Newton to the New England Patriots and David Njoku, tight end for the Cleveland Browns, requesting a trade. Take a sip of water. Um, I'm sorry if the audio is crap. This is just on my phone. Very unprofessional, but I don't really care. So let's dive right into it. With first off, we're gonna start with an NBA topic: the Victor Oladipo thing. Now, this affects the Pacers in a big way because the Pacers are a very mid-level playoff team, and they're a pretty good team even without Victor Oladipo because. Guys like DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner have really shaped themselves out into good and decent players. And specifically, DeMontis Sabonis is an all star, and Miles Turner is one of the top defenders in the NBA today. But so, with Victor Oladipo not attending the Orlando uh, restart, a lot of players are actually pulling out of the Orlando restart because of COVID. 19, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, got COVID, and Kyrie won't be attending. The Nets are a very depleted team right now, but right now we're talking about the Pacers. The Pacers are a mid-level playoff team, and I think Victor Oladipo not attending this may be a sign. And if the Pacers can pull out a game or two in the playoffs without Victor, they might... The Victor Oladipo era might be shorter than we expected, and it'll be very shocking, but also not surprising at the same time due to the fact that Victor Oladipo hasn't really played a full season with the Pacers yet. Yeah, he's been an all-star game, and I, if I'm correct, he did win most improved player, but he's been injured, and now this COVID stuff where he's not returning – and it's it's really like the Pacers are giving this guy I think a decent amount of money. I don't have anything pulled up right now, so I don't really know. Um, but hope I just I I like the Pacers, even though it's from the sounds of it, they it sound like they kind of screwed over Paul George a little bit. I still like the Pacers. I like how nitty gritty they are, and I hope they can do well in the uh, the playoffs because I'm not I'm I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. So I don't really care about what happens in the East at the moment. I'm more focused on what's happening in the West. Uh but just to quickly wrap that up cuz I want to dive into Cam Newton and David Njoku and then potentially talk more about the NBA restart and even the NFL restart. Um I think the Pacers can pull out at least a game or two. I don't think they can pull a series out. I don't think they can take a seven-game series home and then advance. But I think with DeMontis, Sabonis, and Miles Turner manning the helm, that big man duo with the offense coming from Sabonis, defense coming from Turner, I think they can really pull something out of the hat and really pull something off. Um, Moving into the next topic, which is, something I think we all expected for a very, very, very long time since NFL free agency started and since the Cam Newton trade rumors and since Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay was Cam Newton going to the Patriots. It happened, and, every, and the football community was still shocked because it took New England so long, so long, sorry, to get Cam Newton, that it looked like they were just going to rock with Jared Stidham. They didn't draft a quarterback, not even like a Jalen Hurts or anything. They they just rocked with Stidham up until this point, signing Cam Newton on a very cheap deal. Only, I think, 550000 guaranteed, which is less than, I think, from what I've seen, it's, it's less guaranteed money than guys like Chase Daniels. The Detroit Lions picked him up. And then it's less than a bunch of other like uh, RG3s making more money guaranteed. He's making like two mil guaranteed for the Seahawks. And Cam Newton even said himself, it's not about the money. It's about respect, which I understand. But I mean, come on. Cam Newton hasn't been good, hasn't been great since his 2015 MVP season. And when they went 15 and one and he was actually like he was a complete monster during that season. I remember that season very vividly. and I remember him not diving on the ball uh, when Von Miller became his father. But he hasn't been good since 2015. And I think that's one of the biggest problems is he's been dealing with injuries. And even when healthy, partially healthy, mostly healthy, like able to play healthy. Like last year, he's just not that good. He just hasn't been that good. I hope he can be good. I like Cam Newton. I like his flashiness. And I like how he is. He's just, he hasn't been that great. And it. I, I don't know if he can stay healthy enough to be great. And Jared Stidham might have to come back in. And Cam Newton might not even win the starting job, even though the odds are heavily in his favor Unlike. Another quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, who might lose to Nick Foles. I hope he does as a Lions fan because Nick Foles I don't think will be a much better option. And Mitchell Trubisky is just an overall bust, but that's besides the point. Overall, I think I I would grade this as like a a really good signing for the Patriots. It's a low-risk, high-reward signing because you're paying the guy like pennies on the dime. And... If he performs at an MVP level, then you you just won the AFC East again without Tom Brady. And hopefully you can look over and see Tom Brady is floundering in NFC South. I think it's the NFC South, but is below the Saints and somehow below the Falcons. And you just can kind of look over and laugh at him. I, st- I Even with Cam Newton, though, I do think the Bills will take the AFC East. Just based off of the fact that the Stefan Diggs, Diggs trade helps the Bills a lot. And it gives a really good weapon to Josh Allen and Tredavis White on that defense. It's just like he, he's, he's one of the best corners in the league at this point. And overall, I think if Josh Allen can finally put some accuracy to himself, he can be a really good quarterback. And then the the going back to the Patriots, yeah, they got Cam Newton, but they you ha, you may have a downgrade at quarterback, and you still don't have any weapons. I think Nikhil Harry will be healthy this season, but it's still just Mohamed Sanu, Julian Edelman, and then Nikhil Harry. No real tight ends, no real weapons, and it it's just the same thing, but with Cam Newton, who may be a a bust for the Patriots. Um. But overall, I think this is a really, really good signing for the Patriots. And they really could win the AFC East this year. But I think it will go to the Bills. Uh, Moving on to the next big news. This just happened today, actually. Just a couple, I think like a couple hours before I started this. David Njoku requests a trade from the Cleveland Browns. David Njoku was hurt most of last year in the Browns floundered a high potential season after trading for Odo Beckham jr. Who has also been rumored, even though I doubt this is true based off of recent things he said, but there's been so many rumors of Odo wants to get moved. Everyone on that whole team wants to get moved. Uh, and they, they fire Freddie kitchens, hire Kevin Stefanski, it's very messy in Cleveland. Um, I think what put Njoku over the edge was signing Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper played for the Atlanta Falcons last year and was signed was one of the first free agents to be signed, one of the first big-name free agents to be signed this summer. Or not this summer, uh, this free agency. I think Njoku was just looking at the situation was like, okay, well, I was hurt all of last year, and now you guys bring in a guy who had a pretty – good season if my mind serves if my memory serves me correctly he had a pretty good season for atlanta last year atlanta going seven and nine if i i again i don't have anything pulled up so my facts my statements may be completely completely incorrect um but you you sign austin hooper who had a decent season if i'm correct Njoku was Njoku's was like, okay, I was hurt all year. The Brown we didn't have that good of a season. I want out. And the thing is, this is this is just another good talent. I like David Njoku a lot. Njoku or Ngakwe, I forget how it's pronounced. I pronounce it. Njoku. You have a really good talent who he was a first round pick in twenty seventeen. Now he wants out. And the Browns, I feel like, are really kind of yeah, you got Austin Hooper, but in, I, I would honestly rather have Njoku, even even though he was hurt pretty much all of last year. I would almost rather have Njoku over Austin Hooper, even if Austin Hooper can produce decently. The thing is, I don't know who's going to trade for Njoku. Maybe the Patriots. The Patriots might swing a trade, get, some, get a weapon, a really good weapon for Cam. Oh, other than that, maybe the Panthers, actually, because they lost uh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson retired, came out of retirement, signed with the Seahawks. Um, But other than those two teams that first pop in my mind, I can't really think of anyone, because the Bengals have C.J. Rizoma, so they could trade for him, but the Browns aren't going to trade to the Bengals. But I feel like Njoku's kind of in a, a sticky situation. I don't know. I don't know how much leverage he'll have over the Browns. Unlike other people who've been like Darius Slay, kind of had le- leverage over the Lions when uh, he wanted to get traded. Uh, Stefan Diggs, like those guys can. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, even though I don't think DeAndre Hopkins wanted to get traded, that still blows my mind that DeAndre Hopkins was traded for pennies in like a bag of potato chips, because dude, in my opinion, is the best receiver in the league. But we're not going to, I'm not going to dive into that. That'll be for a different time. Um, Overall, I think this is really bad for the Browns. It could be really good for Njoku, though, because he could get traded to a really good situation like the Patriots or an upcoming team like the Panthers signing Teddy Bridgewater, who's who's a pretty good quarterback. We saw a small sample size of him uh, when Drew Brees was down. And he was pretty good. I, I think he went, what, 3-1? I think he lost to the Cowboys. No, lost to the Rams, beat the Cowboys, and then beat another team. And he lost to the Rams because he. I don't even think he started that whole game. I think that's the game Brees went down. And overall... I think he can be really good for the Panthers, especially since the offense isn't really focused on him and defenses are going to be more uh, prioritizing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey, and they're they're not going to notice that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be throwing dimes to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel all day. And if they can get and if the Panthers trade for Njoku, I've heard no, there's no rumors of this, but this is just some, a scenario I'm making up in my mind. They could be a good team, even if the NFC South is heavy this year, because you got the Saints. You got uh, not the apparent Super Bowl contender Buccaneers with Brady. You got the Falcons, who may be good. They haven't really been good since they made the Super Bowl 23-23. And then they lost to Nick Foles the year after, so maybe they can do something. They only uh, they lost Austin Hooper. They added Todd Gurley. I really don't know how that team's gonna be, but Njoku Joku can make a can put a team not over the top, but they, they he can help improve a team by a lot. I think he's really gonna hurt the Browns by getting traded. Because that offense goes from Baker Mayfield, who could can either blow up or bust this year. You've Odell Beckham Jr., who can do the same. You've Jarvis Landry, who's been pretty consistent in, in his years with the Browns. You have uh, Nick Chubb, who's emerging as a top five, maybe even top three running back. And now you're getting rid of Njoku and sliding up Austin Hooper. Uh, you drafted O line. I can't remember who his name was. You drafted an O lineman to help improve. You couldn't swing a Trent Williams trade for the entirety of the NFL season. Even when the trade deadline was even when the trade deadline was over, it felt like they like they were pursuing Trent Williams and just nothing, nothing happened. He went to the 49ers because Joe Staley. I think it was Joe Staley. Joe Staley retired. Overall, this is a big downgrade. This is a big loss for the Browns if they trade him off the team. I don't think it really matters what they get. I think they're losing no matter what deal it is unless they get, like, Derrick Henry, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, so moving back to NBA and NFL restart, I'm going to try and wrap this up quickly. Because this first episode, at least the episodes where it's just me talking, I'm going to try and get some people, some friends on here to have more longer discussions. But the episodes where it's just me talking, especially this first episode, is going to be a lot shorter. Um, but NBA and NFL restart. It's very 50-50. For the NBA, it's players like LeBron and like the heavy contenders... Who like are like, we need the the NBA to restart because they want that they want their championship. But then there's little crybabies like Kyrie Irving, who honestly I don't like anymore. I liked him in Cleveland. He was awesome in Cleveland. But then he went to Boston and now he's in Brooklyn. And he's just a crybaby. Is like, no, we don't we don't want to take away from uh the Black Lives Matter movement and the all the things that are going on in the world right now, which I completely understand. But then there's the counter but then everyone's hitting with this counter argument of like, can't we just use the money that we get from the NBA to fund that type of stuff? And it's like we also just we need some good. We need some good in this world. The, um, the world is burning down as we know it. And we need something good. And the NBA is that good. Now, I'm not saying take away from the police brutality protests because I am all for those protests like a hundred percent. But we need we need something good, and the NBA can help that movement out in a big way. Those funds that they get that the players get, they can fund the protests and the movement as uh, on its own. But. Not just that, but also COVID-19 is making a lot of players back out like Victor Oladipo and players are getting COVID like Spencer Dinwiddie and pretty much the whole entire Nets team is just backed out at this point. So I feel like the NBA kind of jumped the gun because they were like, okay, we're restarting and now all of this is happening. Um all the players are getting sick and they're backing out and now the NBA is gonna be pretty bare bones because of this. But Jared Smith got signed. And we could see Jared Smith, Deion Waiters, JaVale McGee and Alex Caruso, and Jared Dudley all on the same floor. So that's a positive in my book. Because Avery Bradley backed out. And now Jared Smith is back on the Lakers. Hopefully he doesn't flub the finals for LeBron again. If they make the finals, but I think they will if the NBA restarts. Um, But it's the same thing with the NFL restart. A couple vets and retired players are really questioning why the NFL is so persistent on a restart. Because the situation is not getting better. It's just getting worse. But sports are losing sports. The NFL and the NBA are just losing so much money that they need to do something. They need to do something. And this restart is that something. It's it's how they make money. But people are questioning why. Why are you doing this? There's no need. I kind of agree. Like, I want football back. I want basketball back. But also, we have to keep in mind the safety of the, the players are people. They're not just players on a team they're not like a mat like video game characters they don't they have a life and they need to live that life but overall i want it to restart but if it's not in the best case scenario for the players or for fans or for anyone then don't restart it at all and then and now moving on to our last topic which i didn't bring up my bad is the redskins Mm. they are considering changing their name And because, honestly, it's extremely racist, and the logo's also extremely racist, but they're not, it's, like, they haven't even decided to change it. They're doing a invest, not investigation, but that's the word I'm using, an investigation thoroughly to make sure that we should change the name. And... I think they should. I've th- I've I've thought that for a couple years now. It's an extremely insensitive name. I've seen people on Instagram comments and just on social media being like well they talked to natives and Native Americans and they said it's okay. I heavily doubt that or or a large sum of cash was involved. But a lot of the people who are defending it are redskins fans and just a certain type of people who really shouldn't have a, a say in it, but overall, I think the fact that they're considering it is good, and the fact that sponsors are uh, putting pressure on the Redskins to change their name is really good. Like FedEx, who is that's the, what the stadium is called, FedEx Stadium or FedEx Field or whatever, is putting pressure, but. This is also another – I think the negative is this is another case of – even though this should have happened uh, like a couple years ago, this is another case of like people putting pressure on companies and like the Redskins to change like these things even though all like the movement, like the Black Lives Matter movement want is justice for the people who who were wrongfully murdered. And I'm not going to try and get super political – And in stuff like that, because this is a sports podcast, but it is something that needs to be talked about, like changing master bedroom and removing the word master from it. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a symbolic change, but it's not going to really change anything. But I think this is something that can't be really looked at negatively because it's just this is a huge American like sport. And to have this team just like running around and still playing as, like, this extremely, like, obviously racist logo and team name. It's something that really needs to be changed because I think it kind of ruins the image for both the city of Washington, the team itself, and then the NFL's corporation of not making any move to change this. But now that they put pressure on... The Redskins, they're considering changing it. It's just like the Kaepernick stuff with Kaepernick got got removed from the NFL not on his own, but by the NFL pretty much. The NFL pretty much just excommunicated him, and now that all this racial stuff is popping up, there's pressure on the NFL to bring cap back because players are like, none of the work you're doing or the statements you're making matter until cap is back in the league. And I completely agree. I think Kaepernick should be a quarterback. Dude made the Super Bowl, but that's gonna be about it. It's a bit of an abrupt ending, but I do don't I don't want to make this too long. Um, thank you for listening to the first episode of the First Pick Podcast. You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's it.